The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Learn more at usbank.com newsroom. Good morning. I'm James Homan from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, July 13th. In today's news, it turns out Jared Kushner does not actually have a full security clearance. Peter Strzok dukes it out with House Republicans. And Brett Kavanaugh gave a speech that could offer a window into whether he would overturn Roe v. Wade. But first, the big idea. President Trump complicates a special relationship. Trump blasted British Prime Minister Theresa May in an explosive tabloid interview, which was published by the Sun newspaper just after he touched down in London for his first official state visit. The remarks cast an immediate pall over a visit that started with a lavish dinner and includes plans to meet Friday afternoon for tea with Queen Elizabeth. The blunt language and harsh dismissal in Trump's interview stunned 10 Downing Street. In the interview, which was conducted earlier this week, Trump disparaged May's Brexit plan. He said he would have done it much differently, and in a way that could be read as chauvinistic, added, quote, I actually told Theresa May how to do it, but she didn't listen to me. And also, quote, the deal she's striking is a much different deal than the one people voted on. Trump said if the Brits do a deal like what May is talking about, the U.S. will be dealing with the European Union instead of with the United Kingdom. This is especially fraught because May is struggling to hold on to her governing majority and could face a vote of no confidence in the coming days. The American delegation expected this story to post Friday morning and was startled to leave the dinner Thursday night and see that it had posted online. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders told the British government about the interview in advance, but she thought it would be somewhat more positive. White House officials were scrambling for what Trump should say to May when they meet later Friday. A senior U.S. official tells my colleagues who are on the ground in London, quote, There's no way Trump will apologize, but we also don't want to blow everything up. For his part, Trump's much more excited about his half-hour audience with Queen Elizabeth than his tete-a-tete with the prime minister. The afternoon tea marks the culmination of a sometimes tortured fascination, even obsession, with the British royal family, dating back two decades to the divorce of Princess Diana. In his 1997 book, The Art of the Comeback, Trump wrote that his only regret in, quote, the women department was that he, quote, never had the opportunity to court Lady Diana Spencer. Shortly after her death that same year, Trump boasted to Howard Stern on his radio show that he could have slept with the late princess. He also sent her flowers all the time in the years before she died. For her part, Lady Di reportedly told one of her closest friends that Trump gave her the creeps. Indeed, the last time Buckingham Palace had high-profile dealings with Trump, it was to swat down a falsehood. In December 1994, Trump himself told the New York Times that Prince Charles and Princess Diana had both separately joined his Mar-a-Lago club in Florida, which was set to open in the coming months. He made this up to generate buzz and sell more memberships. He told the Times, quote, I handled their applications myself. But then the palace denied that either had joined or had any plans to. In the face of these flat categorical denials, Trump changed his story. He explained that he'd actually just offered them honorary free memberships, but they declined. Back in London, Trump's trip has sparked massive protests across the capital. 
but the White House has carefully designed an itinerary so that the president does not need to see or engage with his critics. One thing he might not be able to miss, protesters have inflated a giant orange balloon, like the size of a hot air balloon, depicting Trump as a pouting baby wearing a diaper and wielding a smartphone. He'd probably be able to see it from Marine One. There will also be a massive march later on Friday, with that baby balloon flying overhead. Organizers expect it to be one of the nation's largest rallies since the 2003 protests against the invasion of Iraq. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, a senior advisor in the White House, has still not been granted the same level of permanent security clearance required for him to review some of the government's most sensitive intelligence, including portions of the president's daily brief. For the first year of the Trump administration, Kushner, who Trump has tasked with securing peace in the Middle East, among other things, had nearly blanket access to such intelligence, even as he held an interim security clearance. But when White House security officials granted him a permanent clearance in late May, he was granted only a top secret status, which tons of people around Washington have. That means Jared is not approved to review what's called sensitive compartmentalized information. It's known in shorthand as SCI. That information is more sensitive because it can include U.S. intelligence sources and highlight our surveillance methods. The CIA is the department that determines who can access this information. The reasons for the constraints on Kushner's intelligence access are unclear. It's not known if they are related to the ongoing special counsel investigation, which has examined his undisclosed interactions with foreign officials, as well as his efforts to set up secret back channels with foreign governments. Number two. FBI agent Peter Strzok feuded with lawmakers on the House Judiciary and Oversight Committees on Thursday, where he sought to defend his conduct as the lead agent in charge of the FBI's probes of Hillary Clinton and the Trump campaign. The day-long hearing, which featured far more heated accusations than new information, was a naked display of the animus and agitation in Washington that surrounds the Russia investigation. Strzok was removed from the Trump probe by special counsel Bob Mueller in July 2017. At that time, investigators for the Justice Department Inspector General discovered text messages between him and an FBI lawyer who he was having an affair with, in which they repeatedly disparaged Trump and expressed a desire that he not win the election. At the hearing on Thursday, Republicans accused Strzok and the FBI of pursuing politically motivated probes aimed at hurting the Trump campaign. Democrats called the entire hearing part of a larger GOP attempt to protect the president. Strzok denied that his political opinions altered his work in any way, telling lawmakers that FBI personnel are, quote, trained not to let their opinions influence their work. Strzok emerged as a mostly unflappable, if unlikely, champion of the very bureau that removed him from his role in the Russia investigation last year. Number three, Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh gave a speech last year in which he effusively praised Chief Justice William Rehnquist for dissenting in Roe v. Wade. These comments revealed by the Los Angeles Times are significant because they were delivered in a speech, meaning that they reveal his own personal views in a context where he's not bound by precedent, the way any judge is in a courtroom who is not on the Supreme Court. That said, agreeing with the dissent doesn't guarantee Kavanaugh would vote to overturn Roe v. Wade after he gets confirmed, should he get confirmed. But it's another data point that he would be likely to do so. A brand new Gallup poll finds that nearly two-thirds of the American public want Roe v. Wade to stand. These findings are consistent with previous surveys, which have found, since 1989, majority public support for the decision that recognized a constitutional right to abortion. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, July 13th. Thanks for listening. 
I'm James Holman. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.